0: Welcome to the Ephesians Bible study. Amy Eilers from House of Eilers and yours truly, Stephanie Clarice from 500 Seconds to Joy, bring you this two week Bible study to help you deepen your understanding of God's holy word and to grow in closeness with the Lord. Over four podcast episodes, we will read the entire book of Ephesians. We're going to discuss what it means for us in our lives, and we're going to meditate on key passages. May this time in the word bless you and your family. Now let's get in the word, mama friend. Welcome, friends. It is day three of the Ephesians Bible study. It's a joy to have you here. Let's get right into it. Let's listen to the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and 5. I'm reading chapter 4 and Amy from House of Eilers is reading chapter 5. Again, if you're new here, I'm Stephanie with 500 Seconds to Joy and it's a joy to have you. Let's dive into the word. This is Ephesians chapter 4. I then, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another through love, striving to preserve the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace, one body and one spirit, as you were also called to the one hope of your call." One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, he ascended on high and took prisoners captive. He gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some as apostles, others as prophets, others as evangelists, others as pastors and teachers, to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood to the extent of the full stature of christ so that we may no longer be infants tossed by waves and swept along by every wind of teaching arising from human trickery from their cunning in the interests interests of deceitful scheming rather living the truth in love we should grow in every way into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every supporting li- ligament with the proper functioning of each part brings about the body's growth and builds itself up in love so i declare and testify in the lord that you must no longer live as the gentiles do in the futility of their minds darkened in understanding Alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance, because of the hardness of heart. They have become callous and have handed themselves over to licentiousness for the practice of every kind of impurity to excess. That is not how you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard of him and were taught in him. As truth is in Jesus, that you should put away the old self of your former way of life, Corrupted through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and put on the new self, created in God's way, in righteousness and holiness of truth. Therefore, putting away falsehood, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun set on your anger, and do not leave room for the devil. The thief must no longer steal, but rather labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with one in need. No foul language should come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for needed edification, that it may impart grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were sealed for the day of redemption." All bitterness, fury, anger, shouting, and reviling must be removed from you, along with all malice. And be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, as God has forgiven you in Christ. Amy will now read chapter 5.
1: Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immortality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person such as a man is an idolater that has inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things God's wrath comes to those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, and always always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Christ Jesus. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband.
0: So good, right? Let's talk about chapter four, and then we'll get into chapter five. So chapter four talks about unity, diversity of gifts, renewal in Christ, and rules for living a life in Christ. I want to call out a few verses. In chapter four, that's what we're talking about, verse one to three. It says, I then, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another through love. And then it goes on to talk about unity in Christ. But I want to call this out because us moms need this reminder. This is a gentle <laughs> reminder to be humble and gentle and patient and bear, bear with one another through love. And that's such a good reminder for us moms, because how often during our day do do we lose our temper? Are we not gentle? And this is not to make you feel guilty, but this is to call you higher. This is a higher calling to follow Christ, to seek his kingdom, and to try to emulate him. And here's Paul in prison urging us to live in the manner a manner worthy of the call we have received and we've each received that call because we're here we're listening okay so let's talk about verses 22 to 24 it says put away the old self be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self the new self is our self who has learned about jesus about his love about the fact that he died and rose for us so we are to put away the old self we're supposed to be renewed in the spirit of our minds so much happens in our minds oh my goodness if you haven't heard of sterling J and larissa horn and their podcast and their program they're incredible catholic life coaches and you don't need to be catholic to join their program it's so good They have this monthly membership that I just joined. It's called Masters. It's incredible. So huge with mindset work and they're great life coaches. And they have a podcast. So if you need some free life coaching, go check out their podcast, Made for Greatness. Okay, so we're meant to be renewed and we're supposed to put on our new self. So we let go of the old self and put on our new self. And then this leads into a really important verse. That really called me out because I sometimes struggle. <laughs> I often struggle with anger in my motherhood. Okay, so it says no foul language should come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for needed edification, that it may impart grace to those who hear. How often do our words not impart grace? <laughs> How often do our words impart grace? I think that's a good and humbling question to ask ourselves. And I want to talk a little bit about anger. So N.T. Wright, who's a Protestant uh, minister, he wrote Paul for everyone. These are the prison letters. And he, I'm just going to read what he said. He says, so too, anger must be dealt with appropriately. Paul, again, quoting the Old Testament, Psalm 4-4, doesn't say you shouldn't be angry. Anger itself is a natural human emotion. And to pretend it isn't there is a form of lying but he, Paul, insists that you mustn't let it lead you into sin. You must learn to tame it, to deal with it before you lie down to sleep. Otherwise, you are leaving an open door and inviting Satan to come in. Everything that follows from anger, the raised voices, the shocking words, the sour taste in the room, all these must be put away. So, I think this is really important for us moms to think about. Um, We shouldn't have foul language come out of our mouths. Also, you know, as N.T. Wright points out, Paul is telling us to be angry but do not sin. This is verse 26. Do not, not let the sun set on your anger and do not leave room for the devil. So basically we're allowed to be angry, right? This is a normal human emotion and we want to feel it sometimes, but we're not meant to act out of it. And that's why I wanted to read verse 29 about no foul language coming out of our mouths, because sometimes we say things that are foul, that are not good, not kind. And so we just want to be aware of that. And this is not to guilt anybody. We're all probably guilty of this at some point or another, but it's not meant to cause that feeling of shame it's just meant to be an awakening an awareness and that's often what um, God's word does it shines a light on things in our life that we maybe need to work on so I just wanted to bring that up and then now let's get into chapter five chapter five continues on with rules for living a godly life our duty to live in the light and instructions for wives and husbands so chapter 5 verse 22 is huge and there's a lot of controversy about it but first let's talk about verses 1 to 2 so be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God as for a fragrant aroma let me read the beginning of that again so this is verses 1 to 2 in chapter 5 so Be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love. Are we being imitators of God? This is something worth pondering today. How are we imitating him? How are we not imitating him? And in verse 8 of chapter 5, it says, live as children of light. When we're living in the light, we're doing things that we're happy to have anybody see. Are we living in the light? And then verse 10 goes on to say, try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. What is pleasing to the Lord? We can look at the Ten Commandments. We can look at what Jesus has commanded us, which is to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. Are we doing that? Now let's talk about this sometimes controversial verse. In chapter 5, verse 22, wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. Now we have to look to verse 25 to really understand this. It then says in verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her. So here's what I want to say about this. Love and respect. How many of you have heard of that book? It's a book and people talk about this a lot. And it's, originally from the Bible. We are told how to serve our spouse well. Women often crave love and men often crave respect. So when we are reading wives be subordinate to our husbands as to the Lord, that means we respect them as the leader in our home, the spiritual leader. And then husbands love your wives. That's a hard command too husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loves the church and handed himself over for her so we're both called to die to ourselves and love the other as God loves us and N.T. Wright um, the Protestant pastor who wrote Paul for Everyone the prison letters he talks about this he says um when Paul goes into quoting genesis two twenty four so that's in verse thirty one of chapter five, it says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So when Paul underlines the rule of life, um, he is sketched with a quote from genesis two twenty four this passage about the man leaving his father and mother and cleaving to his wife that is full of psychological insight. Yes, N.T. Wright, totally. (laughs) Often what pulls a marriage off course is the failure of one or other partner to distance themselves emotionally from their parents and devote themselves totally to their spouse. This is worth pondering in itself. So are we devoting ourselves to our spouses? If we're married, we are called to do that we are called to first serve god and then our spouse and then the children next and so i just want to ask each of us i'm asking myself this too are we doing that are we being imitators of god are we living in the light are we embracing love are we pleasing the lord are we trying to learn what's pleasing to him by reading his word are we serving our husband well and if your husband listening are you serving your wife well Um, So these are just really good things to think about. And for more thought-provoking questions and commentary, go to bit.ly forward slash Ephesians Bible study, and you'll get an email from me with some questions and encouragement and a pretty phone wallpaper so you can deepen this Bible study. I hope this time in the Word has blessed you. My family needs me. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this special Ephesians Bible study episode. We pray that this time blessed you and your family, this time in the word, it always bears fruit. And so if you haven't signed up for the emails yet to deepen this Bible study with discussion, journal questions, and also some encouragement in those emails, go to bit.ly forward slash Ephesians Bible study. The link is in the show notes. You can also connect with Amy over on Instagram at House of Islers. She and I are hosting the study together. Let's keep getting in the word, mama friend, and we'll meet you back here soon. Bye for now.